0: Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from howstuffworks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen and I'm Caroline. And Caroline, we're talking about uh, urinary tract infections. You sound very excited. Yeah. Well, it's one of those kind of kind of a 101 topics yes. that I feel like we need to touch on. We've talked about a long time ago uh, about yeast infections, it, like un- unpleasant things like that that mm-hmm. happen, but we don't, you know, we don't really...
1: It's not. We it's, want to educate the people.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not one of those things where, where you and I are like, you know what's going to get our audience jammed. <laughs> Urinary tract infections. And for some reason, right before we came into the studio and I was looking over, uh, my UTI notes, and now I have something like UTI notes. That's weird. Uh, do you ever watch Parks and Recreation? Uh, only every once in a while. Okay. Well, I was thinking for some reason when, uh, Whenever I w- like, I was looking at urinary tract infection. I was just envisioning the Parks and Rec character John Raffio like coming in and saying "Urinary tract infection," you know,
1: like kind of jazzy. And now, whenever I'm looking at it on my notes, it's in that jazzy voice. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm giving you a blank stare. Well, well just, I think I've only seen one episode.
0: Well, it's okay. I'm just trying to try to jazz up urinary tract infections. That's
1: right. Perhaps it should be vajazzled. <laughs>
0: yes, it's a to UTI. To make it more actually, exciting. the vajazzling probably could increase your chances of a UTI. But what is a UTI, Caroline?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you, Kristen. A UTI... <clears throat> all right, I'll drop the announcer voice. It's actually a really unpleasant uh infection and it can be in any part of your urinary system your kidneys your ureters your ureters your I guess I should say those are actually tubes leading from the kidneys to the bladder and the part that has the most infections the bladder and the urethra that's the the lower part of your urinary tract
0: now if we want to get clinical about things, Caroline, Mm -hmm. uh, the terms associated with UTIs, because they're, UTI is an umbrella term, uh, for bacteriuria. Ooh, that one came out. It's exactly. al- it almost sounds pretty. Bacteriuria. Oh, is that a bacteriuria? Why, yes, it is. <laughs> and that's the presence of bacteria in the urine, or cystitis, a.k.a. bladder infection, or pyelonephritis, a kidney infection. And uh what I did not know is also the high cost of UTIs. These rather commonplace infections they cost the healthcare system two billion dollars a year. Yeah. Because of these. Because of these infections, um, so going into yeah, let's let's get underneath the umbrella. Let's huddle up underneath the umbrella. Of the, the UTI earth. umbrella. Yes, it's cozy
1: in here. Come on in.
0: <laughs> it is. And on one side, we we have a bladder infection.
1: They're right. Very, they're
0: very common. They aren't serious. And the most common cause of a bladder infection is E. coli, aka the number one thing that freaks me out about water parks.
1: Ooh. Yeah, we'll not go to water parks. will not. Liz Lemon and I have this in common. Um, symptoms. I remember. I will actually never forget my first UTI. Yeah. <laughs> I will not forget being in the college dorm bathroom, like hands on either side of the stall because it felt like razor blades were coming out of me. And that's going to lead us into our symptoms. Painful urination burning sensation during urination, cloudy, blood-tinged, or strong-smelling urine, abdominal pain, fever, pelvic pain in women, and rectal pain in men. And we will get into uh, some male-related UTI stuff in a little bit, but... Kristen, you had told me something I didn't know earlier which was the reason for the burning sensation when you urinate? Yeah, a fun fact about burning
0: pee. <laughs> now everyone can <laughs> take to their next uh social mixer. It's because uh the pee is making itself more acidic in an attempt to bulldoze bacteria. Good for your out. body. Yeah, so that burning sensation actually is the body trying to do you a solid. But it's probably not going to work. And you probably, uh, they can't clear up on their own bladder infections. But a lot of times you're going to want to go to your healthcare provider because antibiotics uh, will, uh, are the only real cure.
1: Right. Yeah, I took, I think I just drank a lot of, I didn't want anyone really to know except the girls that I live next to in the dorm. So I think I just drank a lot of cranberry juice. And my friend down the hall had like actual cranberry supplement mm-hmm. pills. Yeah. I just cranberryed it up freshman year. Wait, that sounds terrible. Just uh, never mind.
0: Uh, also under the UTI umbrella is the urethra infection. Uh, urethritis occurs when GI bacteria spreads from the anus to the urethra. And because uh women's urethra is close to the vagina, STIs such as herpes gonorrhea and chlamydia can also cause urethritis.
1: Yeah, things can get ugly. Uh, and then moving on to the kidney infection, which is often the result of an untreated bladder infection. And I know we told you that bladder infections are very common, usually not serious, and you can either take antibiotics or, you know, if you're very lucky, they can just clear up on their own like magic fairy dust. Kidney infections are really serious. Uh, they require prompt medical attention and can permanently damage your kidneys if the bacteria spread to your bloodstream.
0: Yeah, I am going to... Caroline, since you were so honest about your urinary tract infection mm-hmm. that you got while you were cranberrying it up in college... <laughs> I am going to cop to having gotten a kidney infection Ooh. because I got a bladder infection and did not take care of it soon enough. I had no idea what was going on. But uh, that series of symptoms, and I was also, on top of it, I was traveling at the time, mm. uh, and those symptoms of back pain, fever of higher than 102, chills, nausea, it is no joke. I did not know what was wrong with me and it was because I, I didn't, I didn't get my bladder infection. Treated enough and just started uh, just chugging cranberry juice all the time and thought, hey, I've got a strong body. It'll be fine. Nope. Should have gone to the doctor sooner um, and actually ended up in the ER. Did you really? Yeah, because as soon as they find out that you've got a kidney infection, and I'd had it for a while because I had been traveling. Yeah. um, And was like, I've had a fever of 102 for seven days. Uh Yeah. So they sent me straight to the ER. And that is how I spent one Labor Day. (laughs) But I was fine after that. I just needed. So you know, they just put you on antibiotics. They they put me on. Yeah, well, I had been on antibiotics. They put me on. I think another round of stronger antibiotics, and also hooked me up to this special IV drip of magic. Wow. Yeah. So, not to be totally TMIing out all of our listeners. It well, is- no. I mean, I'm
1: sure, as common as as UTIs are. I mean, I'm sure other people out there are nodding their heads. Yeah. It's just
0: a, it, to me, it was a case study, unfortunately, on myself of call your doctor.
1: Yeah. Seriously.
0: And then finally, the, the last little friend of ours under the UTI umbrella, which we don't have to go into detail on because, as I mentioned, we've got another
1: podcast episode on this, are yeast infections. Ooh. Basically, these yeast infections get out of control when there is an Im- imbalance. Of the yeast and it multiplies quickly. And this develops inside the vagina and around the vaginal opening. And if you've ever had one, it is also a miserable, miserable experience.
0: But one thing to keep in mind that I want to reiterate throughout this podcast, because it is not the most pleasant topic dealing with uh, UTIs, but like you mentioned, uh, when you were in college, not wanting to let other people know that you had a UTI, because I feel like since it happens, in and around genitalia, we're really, we get really squeamish about it because mm-hmm. it means that something, you know, might be wrong or dirty with what's going on there. But no, it's a, a simply a matter of the proximity of bacteria with anatomy. And it's bacteria that we all have. Our bodies are just cesspools. Of bacteria
1: right well and it's also not just I mean if you're worried about anatomy I mean it's not just that women who use broad-spectrum antibiotics or corticosteroids there I got it out are also at risk for yeast infections
0: yeah and um, whenever we hear about UTIs a lot of times that conversation is focused around women because we are more prone to get them because the female urethra is shorter which allows bacteria to more quickly access the bladder. And a woman's urethral opening is also near sources of bacteria from the anus and the vagina. I really hope no one's listening to this podcast also on their lunch break.
1: Maybe they're on a liquid lunch. Maybe so. (laughs) They're having some cranberry juice. But there are ways that our urinary systems can protect us against urinary tract infections. We actually have sort of like... Guardian bacteria.
0: But yeah. They're they're
1: in the red suits with the big black hats on you know, they can't leave their post. Uh these are normally present around a woman's external genital area that guard the urethral opening, discouraging replication and movement of unwanted bacteria. But
0: obviously sometimes things go
1: Sometimes they leave their post.
0: Yes, sometimes they do leave that. well, sometimes
1: they are invaded. Yeah, that's okay. true. And they're like, ah, we can't move. We- we've got <laughs> the hats on.
0: Let's see how long we can continue this metaphor <laughs> of our vaginas as Buckingham Palace. Cause I'm really enjoying that's,
1: it. That's what I call my vagina.
0: <laughs> um, the lifetime risk, though, of having a UTI for women is greater than 50%. For men, though, men, you are not immune to UTIs either. Yes, your genital anatomy is a, a little, a- offers a little more protection. Maybe you have a few more a few more soldiers standing sentinel and also your urethra, your, the length of your urethra from your bladder is longer. But nevertheless, the lifetime risk for men, I believe, is twenty percent. So it's still happening.
1: Yeah, and and people do worry about pregnancy, like, oh gosh, what can go wrong during my pregnancy? Pregnant women are actually no more likely than non-pregnant women to get a urinary tract infection. But when one develops, it's even more likely to travel to the kidneys. And so pregnant women who get any sort of, well, obviously pregnant women who get any sort of infection need to go to their doctors, but they definitely need to be aware of what is happening. And so scientists think that hormonal changes and shifts in the position of the urinary tract during pregnancy can make it easier for the bacteria to travel up to the kidneys and cause infection.
0: Yeah, and there are um, other kinds of risk factors, such as spinal cord injuries, uh, nerve damage around the bladder that might make it hard for someone to empty their bladder completely, and that could allow bacteria to that grows in the urine to stay in the bladder, uh, diabetes, certain types of birth control, spermicides that can irritate the skin, increasing the risk of bacteria growth, diaphragms that can slow urinary flow, certain kinds of condom risk, that could cause trauma to the vagina during sexual activity because
1: of friction. Um, yeah, so there's also just a risk factors. There, there are a lot of risk factors. But, yeah, speaking of sexual activity and birth control, sex can move those microbes from the bowel or vagina to the urethral opening, like we talked about earlier, and it's hard for the body to remove them quickly enough if they have the characteristics that allow them to live in the urinary tract for a longer period.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, UTIs are very commonly associated with sex. And one reason is because, uh, and I don't know the doctors are entirely sure why, but there is sometimes a correlation between new sex partners and contracting UTIs, which is why doctors will recommend that women urinate before and after intercourse not because it does anything to ward off pregnancy no. there you can't you can't pee out sperm okay but uh it can flush out bacteria that might have um gotten into the urethra during sexual activity and it's just good to flush out that system but again it is in no way a form of birth control
1: correct um, so now we've told you about UTIs and all these infections and things. Well, like, once you're done, you're done, right? No, no. absolutely not. Uh, so about 20% of young women with a first UTI end up getting another infection, and each UTI increases the risk of having another one. And it turns out that, you know, few women actually have UTIs, experience UTIs, throughout their lives. Typically, a woman will have a period of one or two years with frequent infections, after which the recurrent infections taper off.
0: But I did go on to Go Ask Alice over at uh, Columbia University's uh, website, and there was a question from a female student asking about recurrent UTI. She was essentially like having UTI symptoms almost once a month, and it was understandably driving her crazy. Uh, and the uh, Go Ask Alice recommended that if you are, in fact, having UTI symptoms on the regular, there could possibly be other things at work if uh, they're only doing, if you go to the doctor and they're just doing, let's uh, to your symptoms and saying, oh, it's a UTI or only testing for bacteria, Uh, you might actually need a pelvic exam because there could be other things that work like a vaginal infection, irritation to spermicide and condoms, as we mentioned earlier, a compressed urethra during intercourse, also damage to mucosa, which are those good bladder bacteria that normally keep the bad stuff out. So in other words, if this is happening a bunch of times, you might want to, instead of just going to the doctor, getting a prescription chugging a lot of cranberry, and then it happening all over again, you might want to have a more comprehensive exam just to make sure that it's not something else that's causing those symptoms.
1: Right. And similarly, for men, once a man has a UTI, he's likely to have another one because bacteria can hide deep in the prostate tissue, so they are sneaky.
0: Now, and speaking of men, though, the rates of UTI are the inverse Of women's over the life term. They are much lower in young men, but then they rise dramatically in older men. Do you think it's because
1: that bacteria maybe can hide out? They're hiding out. Well, it does have a lot to do, I think, with urinary stasis, because we mentioned earlier one of the risk factors was conditions that cause the urine to just like hang out in your bladder and collect more bacteria. So that's why doctors always say, you know, go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. Don't sit around and wait and cross your legs. Go when you have to go. Because there are conditions, um, bladder outlet obstruction, for instance, due to benign prostatic hyperplasia, which are associated with urinary stasis. So conditions that prevent you from urinating all the way, urinate getting all of it out or just when you're not going enough. So the moral of the story is, let's just pee. If you got to go, go. Yeah, if you have so any up. sort of obstructions, like prostate issues, definitely get that taken care of, because that can lead to bladder and kidney infections. And, yeah, like you said this earlier, about 20% of UTIs occur in men. And they looked at uh, between 1988 and 1994, the lifetime prevalence of UTIs in adult men was estimated to be at nearly 14%. And during this time span, just to give you an idea, the rate for women was 56%. So
0: still a lot more,
1: a lot more ladies.
0: But guys, it can still affect you. And, you know, obviously, you know, if you have a female partner, that can, that can affect you as well in other ways. Um, so we've, we've given all the bad news about what happens. Now for some good news (laughs) about preventing UTIs. Uh, in, uh, in addition to urinate, urinate,
1: urinate. Yes, yes. Uh, make sure you just go to the bathroom. Just, just live in the bathroom. Can you move your desk at work into the bathroom?
0: Well, sometimes I feel like I should move my desk into the bathroom because I do try to stay very hydrated, which is one. I mean, just for overall health, but that is one thing that doctors recommend to also help you with your urinary tract to keep that in check. Uh, which means that some days I am running back and forth to the bathroom all. <laughs> day.
1: And one thing that you should be hydrating with if you're going through this, and we've already talked about this, is cranberry juice. And the theory, one of the theories is that the vitamin C in cranberry juice may combat UTIs, but there are also chemicals in cranberry products That, uh, help prevent E. coli from spreading. Kristen, do you want to pronounce these? Yeah, I'm going to give this a shot. This was, um, uh, there's actually
0: been a lot of research looking into these chemical properties of cranberries to figure out why it helps with our urinary tract. Because, fun fact as well, this is coming from, uh, the study that was published in the 2009 Journal of Medicinal Food. Apparently, cranberries are one of only three. Fruits native to North America, which seems incredibly low. I did not the check. The land of cranberries. But cranberries, nevertheless, native to North America and Native Americans would eat them for similar homeopathic uh, reasons back in the day as well. So scientists, even now are trying to figure out what it is, because it's not just the citrus. Other citrus juices, if you don't like cranberry juice, that can also be helpful for that vitamin C that m- you mentioned earlier, Caroline. Um, but they think that it might be a chemical, proanthocyanidins, in the cranberry that are thought to um, change the structure of, of E coli because E coli is the number one kind of bacteria that causes all of these infections particularly bladder infections and E coli have these hair like projections on them called fimbriae that are essentially little bacterial fingers that allow them to hang on to the urinary tract and you know camp out there and then climb up there and then leave me with a 102 degree fever for 7 days what jerks uh, I know these fimbriae Huh, no good, but they think that these cranberry chemicals cause the, uh, these
1: fimbriae to curl up instead. So they can't hang on. So they just slip right down. Yeah. Just like Charlie and his grandfather. <laughs> Charlie in the chocolate factory when he goes up in the tube with the fan and.
0: Exactly. I think that's actually a diagram in that study <laughs> in the 2009 <laughs> Journal of Medicinal Food. I don't know
1: why my brain goes to these things. No,
0: I like it. Uh, and also in the bedroom, because again, there is the association between sexual activity and UTIs. Practicing safe sex
1: helps. Safe sex in the normal thing we think of, of like, you know, using protection, but also, like Krista mentioned earlier, urinating before and after intercourse. Actually, I didn't know this. Some physicians will prescribe a single pill of antibiotics to be taken after intercourse by people who are prone to frequent infections.
0: Yeah, and um, one thing that might help as well is using water-based lubricants, not oil ones that can break down latex and condoms, but water-based lubricants uh, that can help minimize friction that might be coming from uh, condoms that could be irritating the urethral opening and then increasing the risk of some bacteria getting
1: into there. Right. And we also want to obviously practice good hygiene. Make sure you're wiping front to back, not back to front, because we don't want any of those microbes making their way from the anus to the urethra. So practice good hygiene, but also, I mean, if you are more concerned about yeast infections as your particular umbrella section of the UTI, you know, make sure that you keep the vaginal area clean and dry and use unscented soaps. But also, if you're going swimming or if you're sweating a lot during exercise, they want you to change out of those wet or damp clothes pretty much immediately when you get home.
0: Yes, and I would like to close out this episode on urinary tract infections with our number one piece of female hygiene advice. And that's two words, folks. Let's just drill it into everyone's brains. Don't douche! Yeah. Down with the douche. Bag the douche! Bag the douche! That's yes, right. and yes, we are referencing our episode of the same name, Bag the Douche. That's right. That you can listen to right after you listen to our episode <laughs> on yeast infections. Exactly. So, uh, that is where urinary tract infections come from. They come from bacteria
1: that get where they're not supposed to go. Yeah, you send those bacteria packing, except for the good ones, the ones yeah. with the hats. The ones hanging out outside of Buckingham
0: Palace. Hey, the Royal Guards. That's right. So uh, that I, I hope that this has been a helpful primer. And next time I hope that we will come to you with uh, a more joyous, Topic, but you know what? UTIs happen, and they happen to men and women. So we need to know what to do and how to stop them. Exactly. So let us know your thoughts on all of that. Uh, share your stories if you would like, and if anyone has any more insight on the science of cranberry juice, uh, let, let us know. Momstuffatdiscovery.com is where you can send your letters. And before we get to a couple of listener emails that folks have sent in, we have a quick word from our sponsor that brought us this episode on urinary tract infections. And it is Netflix.com where you can go online and instantly stream thousands of titles from TV documentaries, movies, you name it, netflix.com has got it. Uh, and for Stuff Mom Never Told You listeners, for a limited amount of time, if you go to netflix.com slash mom, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. And for listeners of the podcast, uh, if if you want something fun to catch up on during the holidays, we highly recommend going to netflix.com slash mom, getting your free 30-day trial and watching the seminal 90s TV show, My So Called Life. Yes, Homeland fans, if you haven't seen Claire Danes in My So Called Life, just do it right now. And it's netflix.com slash mom for that free 30 day trial and titles are subject to availability. So don't wait around, head on over. And now back to our letters.
1: Yes, electronic mail. I have some electronic mail here from another Kristen about our Queen Bee episode. She says, I have the opposite problem of Queen Bee Syndrome. I now work in an office of mostly men and desperately wish we had female leadership. The guys are the male stereotype, incapable of multitasking, thoughtless, terrible communicators... She says in parentheses, I once had to slog through mud in heels and a skirt because one boss never thought to tell me that the meeting we were going to involve walking dirt paths instead of sitting in carpeted meeting rooms. Well, the women I've had the fortune to work for take on the roles of mentor, advisor, teacher, supervisor. They'll tell you when you should wear something you don't normally wear to the office check in to see how you're doing, take the time to explain the process rather than get annoyed that you don't already know it and then turn around and rule meetings with an iron fist or knock out an unruly team member with a velvet glove. It was inspiring in previous jobs to work for strong, capable women who were great leaders and examples. And I hope I can be like them when I grow up. And I would just like to add a note that I have worked for both wonderful and terrible male bosses and wonderful and terrible female bosses so just wanted to throw my two cents in there it happens yeah
0: uh, I've got one here also on Queen Bees from Aliza and she writes just a quick note in reference to your Queen Bee episode back in the day I used to work as an assistant in an executive coaching firm and I picked up a few tidbits here and there In regard to the gender gap, there is a theory that men aren't necessarily valued more than women, but that they tend to be negotiating their starting salary more often than their female counterparts. If Jane accepts the offered $25,000 salary and John negotiates that up to $27,000, they may receive the same percentage raises, but over time the gap between their salaries will grow. I don't know if this is completely true, but it is a thought that has always stayed with me. And yes, overall, uh, that is a very common thing that happens in the workplace. We've talked about this before, where uh, women don't negotiate hard enough um, or will accept the first offer or the first job that is laid in front of them. Whereas men, because of socialization, because of many, many factors, I'm sure, tend to start off with even slightly Higher salaries, But like uh, she correctly points out, that gap is only going to grow wider and wider. So uh, I think that things are starting to change if you look at uh, different industries. But nevertheless, negotiate. We got to speak up. Get that money. All right. So if you have any tips on how we can get that money, well, let us know your thoughts at com or send us a tip on Facebook. Or tweet us at Mom Stuff Podcast. And of course, you can follow us on Tumblr as well. It's stuffmomnevertoldyou.tumblr.com. And if you would like to know so much more about keeping your urinary tract healthy, head over to our website. It's howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com.